Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians, welcome to the podcast where math is figure outable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And you found a place where math is not about memorizing and mimicking, where you're waiting to be told or shown what to do, but it's about making sense of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can mentor students to think and reason like mathematicians. Not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching mathematics, you're like nodding <laughs> along, but rotely repeating steps actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. Do you do that when we normally record? I know. I was going to say, should we just tell everybody right now that we are not in the same room when we record? Is well, that normally, a thing? normally we're not, but today we are. Today so we today are. we can see each other, and it's actually a little bit disconcerting totally because it's because like... we are at NCTM today. <laughs> Woo! Super, super exciting. NCTM and International in Washington D.C. and it has been fantastic. Yeah, it's been super fun. Except yeah. for I'm tired. Yeah, because well, you don't sleep. <laughs> It's been fun. Uh, Pam just finished her session. It was fantastic. Super fun. We have been Always doing great. We have been doing so many things, and the kind of finale today was to do a session. Yeah, um, yeah it was great. We had a full room. Kathy Fosno showed up, which Woo! was unbelievable. Um, I'm super honored that she would come, and uh, I had a brief conversation with her at yeah. the end, and she was grateful that I acknowledged her, yeah. which is sort of important, oh, right? Yeah, You're, for it's sure. actually really important to you. Yeah, yeah. It drives me a little bit batty when people don't acknowledge each other's work. So. Yeah, well, yeah. they just sort I of take it on. Kind of, yeah. Well, I'm trying. I, I have not always. I'm trying to do a better job. It's you, fantastic. You, you help me with that. Yeah, Great. It's nice. Okay, well, it's weird to see your face while we're talking, I know. but I enjoy it's, being it's, with you. Yeah, and we're fun. kind of like hovering over this microphone, and that's <laughs> equally disconcerting. Um, well, speaking of disconcerting things, so you lost your glasses yesterday. <laughs> Y'all, so I have old eyes now, and I... Even do, though you're not old. I mean, Because you're, getting you're there. younger than me, so you can't be old. Oh, okay, maybe. That's not a thing. <laughs> well, so I do have contacts, and they're multifocal contacts. You would not think this is a problem, but I am wearing readers as well. If you see me in person and I'm on my computer, I'm obviously wearing readers. <laughs> and yesterday, I don't know, like at the end of the day, I was like, Pam, I can't find my readers. And uh, so we looked, right? We looked looked everywhere. Looked through my stuff. We went to dinner. Uh, Our friend Danica took us to CVS so I could buy some some good readers. We had to go out of the way to find a cute little drugstore to find readers. Very expensive. Very expensive. Holy cow! Expensive. But they had Christmas stuff up. What is that? It's It's October. It's October. Anywho, okay. So I don't even know what month this is yet. No, it's October. Oh, Oh. this is going to drop in November. Anyway, it's October thirty first today. People are wearing Halloween stuff. It is. I don't know where I am. <laughs> Anywho. Today? And then what when we today? got... When we, oh, 
my gosh. Okay. Why do I think today's Halloween? I don't know. It's not. I thought today was Halloween. I don't know. The point is, okay, we, back to the point. we got back to What's the, the hotel and we started unpacking our stuff. And I look over at Pam and Pam is holding my old readers Kim, in her hand. Why were your readers in my bag? I have no idea. I want to know. So now you have a very expensive but cute looking. I mean, Wait, just, yeah. are those, those the ones you bought last night? Yeah, they are. Anywho, and also speaking of losing things. I thought your other ones were cuter. Well, I have them both now. Woo! This morning. Oh, gosh. So we're sitting at breakfast this morning with another Kim, which that was a fun yeah, breakfast. Fun. Thanks, Kim. Other Kim. Um, and I couldn't find my morning meds. I'm older than you are, and so I take drugs and no, meds, meds in the morning. <laughs> I say drugs and my kids get mad. They're like, Mom, don't say drugs. Say oh, meds. Oh, this I went to a session. I'm going to skip ahead for just a second, and then I'll come back okay, to your story. Back to my, you but, just almost poked me with no. that pencil. It's sharp. It is a sharp. Oh my god! I'll tell you why it's sharp. Just a second. Oh, so many stories. So many stories. All the stories. But I went to a session. Oh, forgive me. Speaking of who needs to credit who. Credit, credit, mm. credit, credit. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Uh, Liesl. Liesl. <gasps> Liesl. Liesl. Um, I, know I can't say name. her last name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it'll anyway, come to me. Legal. She she had a fantastic session, and she said, McConkie? I, yes, Liesl. yes. Liesl yes. McConkie? Liesl, you did a great job. Even though I wasn't there, Kim was impressed, I which is it. hard to do. <laughs> It was fantastic. Okay. And she said, I want you to be a drug dealer for your kids. Deal out that oh, dopamine oh, that's right. because they need that every day and you can be their biggest supporter. And Damn. I just love that. So you can say drugs if you want. Okay. It's because Liesl does and we like you. <laughs> At least what you did yesterday. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, my you meds. Lo- you lost your meds. So this morning, I, so I have this backpack and I'm actually kind of excited that it's fraying a little bit because I've had it forever and it's been, you know, I like to buy quality because then it lasts but sometimes things last longer than you wish they would. I've been wanting a new backpack for a while and it's fraying just enough that I was like, sweet, I can get a new one. But, but the good part about the fact that I've had it for a while is I know where everything is. It has so many pockets. I love pockets because I can just put things where they belong. <laughs> People are probably like, is this the math is figured out a podcast? <laughs> We're getting there. We'll do, we'll do a bit of math in just a minute. <laughs> We're tired. <laughs> we are tired. So I couldn't find my meds and I'm look, I looked through everything and you guys were like, do you want to dump everything out on the table? I was like, no, don't dump, don't dump on the table. Cause I don't even know what all is in my <laughs> backpack, but it's like a container. So I would have, you know, it's big enough anyway. So I, I finally gave up and I'm like, I had to go to the room and get tomorrow's meds. Yeah. Well, no, go to my suitcase. Cause you already checked out. It was, a, it's a mess. And so I reach into the pocket of my jacket and oh, there they are. So that was a moment where we're like, we're tired. Yeah. Yeah, losing things. This is when Kim and Pam go to a conference together. We just talk all the time about all the things we're learning, and yeah. we still haven't. I don't even think we started the list of things we brought to talk about. Have no, we? no, no <laughs> work from back home has been done. Sorry, Not team. Yet. Sorry, yet. sorry about that. Yet. Hey, why is your pencil sharpened? Oh, because I I was getting ready the morning it was time to leave, and my husband said, uh, "Is there anything I can do to help you?" And I said, "No, I've got it covered." And then I said, "Oh, wait, 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 wait! I need pencils, and I need a lot of them." And they have to be sharp. So will you please go sharpen like a dozen pencils for me? And he said, do you want a pen? No, stop with the pen. I'm holding a pen. He said, do you? Oh, okay, hang on. He said, do you want a pencil sharpener? And I said, yes. And he went out to his shop and he got me a wood sharp pencil, but it didn't have a cap. And I was like, am I supposed to like sharpen the frayings or the shavings on the table? Like like on the seat in the conference room that you're in? He was like, go to a trash can, man. What's wrong with you? Do you know that Has in your session to a conference center where you're sitting in the middle of 400 people in, probably not. in the middle of a row, did you just like fling the shavings at everyone? I actually didn't use it because I brought enough really sharp pencils. You brought multiple pencils. Like a dozen. You brought multiple pencils and the pencil sharpener. I did. 
I, but we're still going to NCESM, and they're starting to get dull, so I'll definitely need to do that. So you probably do that in the room, and then you'll have a million pens. In the trash pencils. can. Do you know that in your presentation you know, twice, right you now. said... Oh, what did I say? Pick up your pencil, and blah, blah, blah. <gasps> I and said I pick up your pencil, not your pen? Twice, and I smiled Ooh. so big, because I thought I you were doing it on purpose to poke at me, but... Uh, let's pretend I was. <laughs> you did not. Okay, <laughs> should we talk about what actually we're talking about today? Okay, so we went to dinner. We decided that this podcast was going to be what... What happened, happened here, and, and, and we have some amazing, fun, cool things to talk about. Mathy, so if you haven't been paying attention, come back. Uh, <laughs> so here we go. So we went to dinner with some friends of ours, and um, maybe even newish friends, um, and we had a great time at dinner. Yeah. Um, and Susan Smith had a great story. So she's one of, our, one of our yeah one of our she's one of our journey members and so we've gotten to know her a little bit she's uh, actually a little new and she was like on fire when she yeah. started she's like I'm a fourth grade teacher but let me tell you I've done all the things and and it was like kind of not quite but almost one of those people that you're like okay breathe um, but in all the be- all, all the, the right ways, ways all yeah. the best ways yes we thoroughly enjoy Susan so much that we had dinner with her yeah absolutely. and her friend Jennifer and it was delightful right yeah I think the other Kim was there as well yeah uh-huh. yeah anyway so at dinner. Susan says, y'all, this, I don't know if she says I got to tell you the story. Yeah. Does she say y'all? No, probably not. Anyway, she said, hey, I have this story. Um, and it, 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 so she's starting the school year. She teaches fourth grade and she's been building her numeracy. And she said, so at the beginning of the year, First I put, day. she said, I just made up this random multiplication problem. Mm-hmm. And I think it was 49 times 84. Yep. And she said, it was totally random. I just threw numbers on the board. She goes, you students, we are going to be able to do this by the end of the year. Ha ha ha. I think she said October. Oh, maybe yeah. October. Whatever. Okay. Fourth grade. Fourth this is grade. what you can do. Fourth, fourth grade. grade. We are going to do this in fourth grade. The kids were like all wide-eyed. They're like, oh, really? And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she's an excellent teacher. So yeah. she's getting them excited. She's giving them something to look forward to. Blah, blah, blah. Time goes on, right? They're doing beginning double-digit multiplication. They're thinking about smart partial products, I think. Mm-hmm. And one day, do I have this right? One day, one of the students said, I think I think we could do I that. Think I think we could solve that problem. Uh-huh. And she was like, yeah, let's do and it. Then, go bam, for it. Let's go. And so... I think she said most of the kids were like splitting by place value. That's kind of what they've been doing. They're, they're, you know, they're going on. And then, and then I, if I remember the story right, Susan says she looked at the board and she goes, ah! uh-huh. like I pick numbers that I can, I can actually think about. Well, I don't know if she realized that right away, but oh. she realized that there was a strategy that she could do that wasn't like she saw the numbers and she had an inkling of an idea and it just hit rather, her. rather than splitting yeah, by place value. Yeah, yeah. She's like, whoa, 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 I can do something cool with those numbers. Yeah. And I think they were dealing with like, so it was 49. Yeah. So she's like, if we, if we can get to 50, yeah. then it's just a little over. And she was thinking about over and over was in her head. So it's 49 times something. Yeah. If we can get to 50 of them, it's just going to be back up yeah. one. So then I think they did that. I think yeah. the students kind of worked on it. I think and they, it was, it was kind of tough for them because they did 50 of them. And, and I, think fi- they did, I think they did a hundred. No, I don't think so. I think they did 50 80s, and that took some work. And then 50, t- 50 times four Fours. was nice because oh, that was 200. Was, was but then another 84. kid said, ah. oh, we could have done 100 84s, 50 84s th- to get to 49 to get to 84s. And so they were really excited. And then... Now they have to do the subtraction, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they have to do the subtraction because they have 50 84s. Mm-hmm. They have one too many 84s because yeah. they only need 49 84s. So they're going to subtract 84. Yeah. And then in that moment, I think a kid said, oh, we could do I have you need. Yeah. And Susan's eyes again bug and was like, we could do I have you need. And yeah. it's all there and all the excitement. And she was like, I realize like it's all fitting together and yeah. all the things. And yep. yeah, it was a super cool story. Um, I think part of what I liked about that was how Susan's world opened up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
When she put that problem up, she didn't have any inkling of like a type of problem or what she was looking for she or a get, rich like, problem random, right? that was, was gonna, random. She just threw up a random problem. Yeah, and and a few months later, as Susan began to develop more strategies and as she was more thoughtful about number and she had had more experience, then she was able to look at a problem and go, "Oh, I see what I could do with that." Yeah, which is our goal, right? Yeah. Our goal is we all can build from where we are. We all own yeah. some relationships. We can build from there, and now we own more relationships. I can't tell you how many times I'll do. Well, I just did my session here at NCTM. It was it was fabulous. In the back of my head, I often have this inkling, and then people will say it often, uh, where I, I – how do I say this? I do a problem string with adults for adults, mm-hmm. and they will then say, yeah, 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 but my kids, they can't enter that problem. Yeah. They don't have access to that beginning problem, to which I will say, right? Like I knew who my audience was right. here – know your content, know your kids, know your content, know your audience. Yeah. I knew I was going to have a group of adults. So I chose numbers that I was pretty sure every adult would have access to, but yet the string itself would challenge learners just enough. So I chose those numbers on purpose. Yeah. Well, what do you do if my kids can't do that? My kids can't do that, that thing. Well, I'm, then not this problem string. Yeah. Then you need to get to know your kids. That could be a problem talk. Yeah. You interact with them around you know, everything, get to know them a little bit, and then you have an inkling where you can start with them. Oh, you know that. Let's build on those things. Yeah. And even if not everyone in the room owns maybe that first um, relationship and the first problem, make it visible. Now yeah. they all have that to build from, and then you know, okay, we need to continue to build those kinds of things. Yeah, and I don't think you're suggesting that that first experience that you do with people is enough, that now they're going to own all the relationships and all the strategies, right? So the more and more, so I think what was fantastic about Susan is that she had been involved over the course of months with her students in developing more numeracy. And I know she's super active in journey and super active with doing math strat chat. So she had developed over the months and then saw the richness of the problem that could be done. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I'll see a problem now where I come at it differently than I did before. Yeah. I, I, and, and it might be the thing I was playing with yesterday. Where oh, all of a sudden, In fact, Kim, do you remember? <laughs> totally off script here. Because um, there's no script, right? <laughs> um, do you remember when I was writing lessons and activities? I sent you some of the multiplication problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and you gave me some feedback. Yeah. And then I sent you some of the division problem strings. And you said, Pam, you're playing around with the same relationships. There are other relationships. And I said, it's all I can see right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and in that time, the reason it came up is there's, we're about to have some math strat chats that come out. Yeah. Where I realized after I had written them that I'm now playing with the same numbers differently. So at that mm. time, I was uh, playing around with 22 and 33 and 44. In that, I was like, hey, once you find two times something, you can scale that to find 20 times that thing. Now you have the two and the 20. You got 22 of those things. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like 33. Once you scale up and find three of those things, you can then scale that times 10 to get 30 of those things. You can add them together to get 33 of those things. And I was so excited about that relationship that I was pulling it out in lots of the problem strings I was writing. And you were like, we got that, Pam. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's time to do some other stuff. And, And I had to say to you, like what else? And I'm so glad that you did because then we were able to put other relationships in the book um, that maybe I owned a little bit less at the time yeah. that I own more now. And so 
coming up, y'all, there will be some mass strat chat problems. I'll be honest with you. It's not for a couple of months because we write those um, in advance. But in a couple of months, there'll be some problems with 22s and 33s and 44s. And I'm not going for those strategies. So yeah. you can do what I just said in those problems. Look for that. But there's also some other things I'm playing with uh, that I hope come out when people are also solving those mass strat yeah. chat problems. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yep. Okay. So, Kim. We yep. wanted this episode to be some things that we uh, are thinking about here at NCTM, that we're learning about here. One of them was that great conversation we had with Susan at dinner. Another thing um, that I wanted to bring up, um, I came out early to NCTM. We did not fly out together, even though we live near each other. We are flying home together. Yeah. I think I'm driving you home that night. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I appreciate the ride. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You don't live as close to me anymore, which is not very no, nice. Sorry. You moved, you moved away from me. Thanks. Anyway. So I came out early. I'm so honored that I was asked to speak at the CPAM conference, which now I'm going to remember what it stands for. What does the C stand for? Um, Congress? Oh, hang on a minute. Hey, do you guys actually remember what the C stands for? So we're sitting by some friends here that wanted to listen to us record. The C of CPAM? Congress? Is it committee? Committee for presidential award winners in mathematics. Of math- mathematics. Okay, so in the United States... There are presidential award winners for mathematics, and um, you know they—that's an, an amazing award and so, super cool. And so there's this committee that pulls to uh, pulls together a pre-conference workshop for them. And they this year they asked me to do that presentation in that pre-conference workshop. I'm so honored that they did. It was amazing to meet all the presidential award winners. Fantastic people. Uh, a lot. Uh, several of them have been retired few of them were brand new. It was great when they introduced themselves. They introduced um, their with their name and then the year that they won the presidential oh, that's award. Cool. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, super honored to be there. While we were there, one of the, the uh, participants, so they could invite guests, and one of the guests actually, uh, Jennifer, was telling me afterwards an aha that she had. And I thought I'd share this aha because I thought it was um, great. So often when we talk about developing mathematical reasoning, we'll have the graphic and I'll talk about Kids go from counting strategies to additive reasoning to multiplicative reasoning to proportional reasoning to functional reasoning. And I'll uh, talk about the trap of algorithms and how if you do an algorithm to solve any one of those, uh, kids could be using reasoning in the level before. So they could look like they're using multiplicative reasoning in the long, but doing the long multiplication algorithm, they could actually be using additive reasoning to do skip counting for all those multiplication facts. And she said, well, yeah, as I was thinking about the multiplication algorithm, absolutely. Kids could be doing skip counting to do the multiplication facts in that algorithm. But she realized she has lots of students who, uh, or maybe it's not her students, but she has seen, uh, what's a good word? Not an accommodation, because I don't want to make it sound like it's a, a special ed Te- thing. But teachers yeah. want to offer help to students right. who are struggling with multiplication facts. And one of those helps that they often offer is a multiplication table. Right. And she said the aha she had in that moment was, oh, now we're taking them even out of additive reasoning. Right. Now we're saying to them, you don't, don't even think about these multiplication facts at all. Just go over and up on the multiplication table till you find that fact, right. write that down. Right. Right. And then when they get, so now they've written all the multiplication facts down in the, in the two rows or whatever with the magic zero. And then she said, and now when they do the addition, then they're counting on their fingers. So in reality, the only reasoning students were doing was retrieving from rote memory. I'm not calling that reasoning, but they were retrieving from rote memory. And then they are adding on their fingers using counting strategies. Yeah. But they look like they're reasoning multiplicatively. There's, there's no way that we can build students reasoning if we're also giving them something that is focused solely on getting answers. Ooh, say that again. 
there's no way that we can expect kids and help them build reasoning if all we're doing is giving them supports that focus solely on getting answers. Ways to get answers yeah. that don't and, at the same time build reasoning. And if we're handing kids a multiplication chart so that they can get an answer, whether we're doing it out of kindness or because we have to or whatever, they're focused on getting an answer to a problem and they're not getting any work or support in building their reasoning. It's not helping their brain think more Absolutely. sophisticatedly. Would Absolutely. you say that's also true for like handing them a calculator? If, yeah. if, if the reason you're handing it to them is to get an answer. To get a quick answer. Yeah. 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 And I think that sometimes what happens is we think this is a problem that kids aren't going to be able to do with some reasoning. And the more, just like Susan had happened to her over more and more experiences, as her brain has grown, she's able to recognize that more and more problems are figure outable. More and more problems are able to be reasoned through. And I think in the beginning uh, of work that we do for on ourselves, we have a small subset of problems that we think, oh, for this number, I could do reasoning. For, totally. this, for, these, for these small, but the more and more experience you have and the more and more that you work at building your reasoning, that, that widens up, right? And now you and yeah. I have done some work with, with each other and with ourselves and with our communities that we talk math with, that the types of problems, the amount of problems is actually quite large. Yeah. Hey, Kim, can I admit a fail? Sure. So another thing that I did while I was here, um, that I came that day early and since I was here, uh, we have a journey member. Her name is Adina. Adina, shout yeah. out to Adina. Um, who invited me to come to her school to work with her teachers that morning. And yeah. it, it worked out. I was able to train up to Baltimore, spend uh, an hour and a half with her teachers, and then make it back down for the CPAM. Oh, oh, we forgot to tell the, the funny part about the CPAM. So um, Jennifer was a guest of one of the uh, award winners. And when that she was invited to come as a guest, the person said, said the award winner had said, hey, uh, I think it was Kim. Yeah. You're like, uh, you could come as my guest to CPAM. And Jennifer was like, I want to see Pam. <laughs> so, but, but turns out she got to. That's not what CPAM stands for. Um, but it was kind of funny that she didn't really know that. Hey, Brendan, across the hall. We're really at NCTM where people are walking around. And there was Brendan um, at B Scrib, I think, on Twitter. Hey, Brendan. Um, anyway, so uh, CPAM does not stand for seeing Pam Harris. But in that moment, it did. Okay, anyway, my fail. So I went to work with third grade through middle school teachers. Um, at this school. Uh, they were delightful. It was a delightful group. Um, and uh, as I was working with them, one of the teachers walked in a little bit late. And I'm actually not sure she's a teacher, uh, administrator. I don't know. One of the participants yeah. walked in a little bit late. I don't think I told you about this, right? No, I don't think yeah. so. She's like, Kim's like, I don't know what you're going to say. I don't know what you're going to say. Um, so she walked in a little bit late. And I had already talked. Uh, we'd already done a problem string. We'd done some work. Um, we had talked about developing mathematical reasoning. I'd, I'd talked about the graphic a little bit. And she said, okay, right, but you just did problems with 99 because I had said you know can we reason about 38 times 99 well yeah. we got 99 38s we think about 138s we had done 99 plus 38 she goes you just gave us numbers that are super reason aboutable mm. like what about other numbers um, and she then threw out a problem and it was something it was actually not bad um, sometimes people give me problems where they'll say you know like 75 times oh, I got that you know like they'll often yeah. throw a problem out to me that I have a really nice strategy for so it actually takes some thinking, some some numeracy to come up with a problem that I that the, the best I can do is partial products. Yeah, and there like are a few value, of those, yeah. like place value partial products. Yeah, so there, there's a few of them. Right. And as I say that, maybe because I don't own enough relationships yet, but using my major strategies, you're probably going to partial product something like thirty-seven times 
78. 70, I was going to say maybe 72. Maybe. It's, oh, I don't know. It's real close to 75, though. Yeah, and 72 is it's so close to 75, yeah. but 37 is also close to 36. Yeah. So if I can do 36. We should, and, we should spend some time coming up with, like, what are the worst What are three? the worst problems? Because 36 times 72, I bet we can do some stuff with maybe they, Maybe the listeners can send us. What are the, okay. what are the worst three? What are the worst problems that you would there you have go, Susan to... Smith, you can geek out on bam. worst three problems. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Uh, she gave a, a fairly decent problem. And in that moment, here's my fail. She kind of boldly was like, so, you know, like, are, are you saying that we don't need algorithms at all? And in that moment, I looked at my watch. I knew I had to quickly uh, run to the train station, grab the train down mm -hmm. to D.C. I didn't mm -hmm. want to be late for the CPAM yeah. workshop, <laughs> all the things. And so in that moment, I thought, what can I do here? I cannot answer her well. Yeah. And so I said, no, we do not need algorithms. And then I moved on. I'm going to say that's a fail because what I wish I would have done is say back to her, what are you thinking? Yeah. After what you've just seen and what we've just done, yep. what are you thinking? Because as soon as I say no, yep. I don't, she now has the option to like take what I say and maybe go further. But yep. I've now like, I don't do that with students. Right. Like we have the neutral response. Right. It was, I, I, did, I, I did not walk the walk that I profess. So I'm going to call it right now so that I won't do it again. But by, by give, giving a non-neutral response, like saying, nope, nope, here it is. I would suggest that the chances are high I stopped her thinking. The chances yeah, are high maybe. that she, now, I, I'm not going to say for sure. I don't yeah, know. Like yeah. I'd be super curious to know if, you know, what, what, what happens from here on out. If I, I don't know if I ever talk to her again. Right. How, how might you have, I don't know if you have a different. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that happens in classrooms too, right? Time, time is always a factor and we have to, it's interesting to me because this is something that you feel strongly about and we all can get tripped up, right? Like we all can go, Ooh, that didn't match with what I, with what I believe. Um, because we don't believe in telling people, we believe in having a conversation and asking them what they think and then helping people have an experience that then allows them to open their minds to something different, something that they didn't grow up with maybe, something that uh, is a possibility. Um, but you know what, it actually makes me think of a coaching session. So, oh, so okay. this, um, you and I, I don't, yeah, we talked about this a little bit. You and I were in a coaching session. Well, we've it, been going to coaching sessions um, because oh, yeah. we're trying to build our journey leader program. Uh, yeah. Listeners, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but yeah. we work with teachers in workshops and in journey, but we also have leader support. Yeah. And we are loving working with coaches and yeah. district leaders and uh, service center leaders to help them really think about working with adults and moving systems forward. Yeah. So one of the things we did at NCTM was actually go to a few coaching sessions, leadership kind of, hey, there's yeah. Neil Burrow. Yeah. Um, and also, um, we're that's why we're going to NCSM. Yeah. Right? Well, and also it's been really difficult because NCTM is huge, right? Big oh, conference, so lots big. of sessions. How do you choose? Uh, well, and, and also we've, we believe very strongly in shared experiences. So if we want to create something together, yeah. We want to have an opportunity where we've both attended a session, we've thought back and forth about the session, and we're not trying to describe, hey, I went to this one, this is the highlights, what you should know. So we're... we're let, me, let me dump on you what I yeah. just learned. Instead, we believe in shared experiences. So yeah. we've actually tried to attend it's been compromised. many of them together. Yeah. Been, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we were in this coaching session, and it was, you know, it was all about like questioning students and kind of anticipating the challenges that students might have in the midst of solving problems. And I think I leaned over to you and I said... Um, but what about the teachers that don't have the content knowledge to be able to anticipate 
struggles that students might have. Yeah, because they were kind of suggesting coaches. Here is a what did they say? A specific, deep and specific. Yeah, something? deep and specific. A deep and specific conversation uh-huh. to have with your teachers, and the and the suggestions they were giving all assumed that the teachers content. already owned the math yes. content, yes. right? Yeah. And so you leaned over and said, "We can't, we can't, we can't have this conversation if the teachers are." stuck in rote memorizing right 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 yeah so uh at that point then i started thinking about okay so i'm looking at you because i'm like is that where i go yeah sure yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) i wasn't sure if you if i was interrupting you what if the leaders don't because because we said well that we and the the leader of the session said yeah like coaches leaders we need to work with teachers to help them build their content so that then we can have these conversations with absolutely And that's when you and I looked at each other and I said, and we need to help leaders because just because you're a leader and I'm not trying to diss anybody at all. I don't own everything yet. Like like we're all on a journey to, to gain content knowledge so that then we can have these conversations kind of at all the levels. Yeah. We all need more content understanding, which, um, oh man, I forgot to say that in my session today. One of the things I meant to say in my session today is there's a lot of good people out there talking about the how of teaching. And I think uniquely we bring also the what, where we can help teachers think about content Mm -hmm. and teachers and leaders really think about the math, the math thing in a deep, uh, consistent way. So that then we can have conversations about the pedagogy right. and move the pedagogy forward. Well, and it's and it tied to actually today with uh, we talked to this nice guy Jacob after uh, your session, and he asked a couple of questions. And the last question he asked me was, "Hey, I I get opportunities to do work with these teachers. I'm this director of you know whatever." And he said, "What would be the first thing that you did with teachers oh, if you were in yeah. charge of like moving a district forward? What would be the first thing you did?" And I said, "You've got to do math with your teachers." Like in, in Pam's session, uniquely in all of the sessions that I've been to, it was the only <laughs> session where we actually did math. And I find that interesting at a, at a math conference. But yeah, you, uh, you brought that up a couple of times. I did a few times because, yeah. you know, I'm a, I'm a learner and I want to do math. So do I'm, some math. I'm trying to find sessions where I can like actually dig into some higher math. And maybe I just missed them. They might have been here. But uh, the, the response to Jacob was, you've got to do math with your teachers and you've got to do math with your leaders so that they have the content knowledge underneath them so that they can ask the good questions and so they can anticipate students thinking and and how to connect relationships between grade levels so one of the things we do in our journey yeah is it we provide a space where teachers can sort of safely risk yeah i don't know how to do that thing yeah. teach me this thing yeah. and we do it and we don't tell like yep. we, we do strings and we do, do some live math stuff. We do some live math um, yep. and lots of experiences where leaders and teachers get a chance to build their math, their mathing, their content knowledge. So that then, well, then, and in a, and, and we can have conversations about pedagogy at the same time. And we can have conversations about pedagogy because we're actually doing the math the way yeah. we're suggesting they do the math, yeah. right? Like yeah. we're, we're teaching, and, doing and, the math teaching the, the way we suggest they do the math teaching. And the people in Journey or in Journey Leader get an opportunity to have a shared experience that you and I are having together here today. Yeah, we're having exactly. a shared experience and, and we'll take away from this for the next couple of months or whatever. Hey, remember when and what can we use that for? And you know, sometimes teachers are on an island they're the, they're the ones who are trying to like lead the tide in their campus and they don't have a lot of people to share experiences with. And so I think that's what's really beneficial 
um, and journey because they get to have conversations with other people who are also like-minded. Yeah, and if you're listening to this and you're like, geez, you wish my administration was paying for me to go yeah. to NCTM, we do too. Like, mm-hmm. we wish that we could have uh, hung with you here and that you had a chance to learn stuff. We will bring everything we can to you in the podcast, um, but you might check out the other things that we offer yeah. for, uh, for support, for places that we can all learn more math and pedagogy, the yeah. what and the how. Yeah. Can we sign fun. off? It has been super fun to be yeah. here at NCTM with you. Yeah, thanks for having me come. Hey, every, uh, everybody, math is figure outable. And I'm, I have an ending to this that i got to pull up on my laptop now because I can't even, I don't remember it. And here we go, ready? Thank you for tuning in and teaching more and more real math. To find out more about the math is figure outable movement, visit mathisfigureoutable.com. Let's keep spreading the word that math is figure outable. Say hi, everybody. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figureoutable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.